0: at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The U.S., France, and Britain have launched military strikes in Syria to punish President Bashar Assad for an apparent chemical attack. President Trump made the announcement last night.
0: I ordered the United States Armed Forces to launch precision strikes on targets associated with the chemical weapons capabilities of Syrian dictator Bashar al Assad. A combined operation with the armed forces of France and the United Kingdom is now underway.
2: British Prime Minister Theresa May gave her own press conference this morning on the coalition airstrikes, saying that the need for fast action and operational security led to the strikes without holding a vote in Parliament. She gave a news conference today in London. Explosions lit up the skies over Damascus, the Syrian capital last night. This is SRN News. Looking for future leaders we can trust
0: and believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility being a good role model and it's about respect for officials the opponents the rules and each other the result it transcends sports it gives us hope for the future <clears throat> high school sports they are so much more than just a game This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40.
0: 4880 or go to
1: selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policy at slash commercials. Or price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. This is a pre recorded edition of The King
0: Banyan Show on Business 1440. It's The King Banyan Show, where you'll be subjected to the likes of Joan Armitrading, Captain Beefheart, and Janet Yellen. On Business fourteen forty.
3: No getting rid of me, is there?
4: Watch me now.
2: Feel the groove. And there's something gonna make you move.
5: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Business fourteen forty. Lots of fun. And always lots of fun to have with us um, economics uh, professor and guru from the University of St. Thomas, John Spry, on the line. Uh, good morning, John. How are you today?
2: Well, good morning, King. Um, I'm kind of excited. Um, and uh, It's an exciting time in state tax policy, as Minnesota has to deal with the federal tax code changing, but also the other 49 states are, are dealing with this as well so it's a good example of fiscal federalism
5: that's fantastic so so yeah i mean I, I there's lots of stuff for me to talk about we have a new we have a new federal reserve chair i'm not going to even get to the fed this week uh so i mean that's gonna, that which is um, too bad but we, we'll get we i get other weeks but i don't get many weeks to talk with you so let me let me get right to it um what is is there a way to summarize the impact of the uh, tax reform or tax changes in, in at the federal level on the states and what challenges it creates for them?
2: Um yes, um basically the 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 federal reform uh had uh sort of two parts. It had a base broadening part. For example, um a big revenue raiser was the um, personal exemptions go away from the federal uh, tax forms okay um, that's a that's a, a a base broadener they limit the deductibility of uh, interest expenses for businesses um, uh, they create new uh, base erosion and intellectual property taxes to deal with the transition from the worldwide system to the Um, territorial system and so those are things that raise revenue then at the federal level they cut the tax rates and they increased the standard deduction to 24,000 for married couples and so at the federal level they took um, all of the base broadening and added more deficit spending to lower rates so the states that work off of the federal, they are going to get more revenue if they simply conformed with the federal tax reform, which would be changing the base to have a broader uh, tax base for corporate and uh, personal income tax. And so I think in Minnesota, it's it's, uh, estimated to be just under a billion dollars a year in additional
5: revenue. Okay, so people would pay almost a billion dollars more in taxes to the state if the and if the state does nothing
2: to two years or one year i think that's one, okay that's one year so no the the other the other twist in this is because of court rulings the court has sort of ruled that minnesota can't start their tax code uh, by automatically adjusting to what the federal government does so uh if minnesota does nothing we end up in a a very bad place where next year uh, at this time as you're getting ready to do your uh, taxes for April 15th, you would have to do your simple federal taxes because it's estimated that uh, nationally about only, about only 10% of people will itemize mm-hmm. for t- uh, tax years going into the future. Most people will be using the standard deduction. But then if Minnesota does nothing – then Minnesotans would have to fill out a phantom tax code of what the complicated federal tax code without the base broadening would have been in order to start doing your Minnesota taxes. So if Minnesota does nothing, you have to fill out a relatively better federal tax form. Then you got to fill out this fake federal tax form of what your taxes would have been at the federal level, without the tax cut and and the base broadening, oh, and you have to fill out your Minnesota taxes.
5: So, so they, it's um, so so, John. They can't just pick up their number off AGI and 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 pl- or or, ta- or taxable income and and plug away from there. They have to actually go back and build a, a synthetic uh, AGI. Uh, yes, yeah, so, because
2: yeah, yeah. the the Minnesota code has all the things in of what the old tax code was.
5: Oh, Oh, dear. So basically,
2: Minnesota has three options. That sounds like an an incredible nightmare, and the accountants would revolt for all the extra work that's completely unproductive that would have to be done. Um, uh, Surprisingly, at the legislature, we actually haven't seen anybody, the governor or anybody in the legislature, uh, uh, release a full plan of this is what we want the tax code to look like. Um, the so the I I think it's a, a really bad out- outcome and would only reflect complete dysfunction between uh, a, a governor that has like a lot of animosity towards the legislature um, and vice versa. If they couldn't if they couldn't uh, uh, get us away from that kind of a nightmare, but then the the question is. Um, if you conform to the federal changes, you're going to bring in more revenue. Okay. And so then, um, right, you, you sort of get some base broadening. And then what do you do with that? Uh, and here, like, I'll be honest, the governor in Minnesota for a, a liberal Democrat governor has been exceptionally quiet compared to, say, his counterparts in California, New York, um, other states with kind of similarly uh liberal governors or, so what are they hasn't they... really said anything
5: so uh, what are california and proposing... new york doing john what are are they proposing just to keep the money and and spend it
2: um they're they're proposing really radical reforms, okay or you might call them de- deforms. so um uh first, they are suing the federal government mm-hmm uh on the claims that there's a constitutional right to deduct uh, your state and local taxes on your federal taxes. Yes. So that's, I've seen that, this. That's, a, yeah. that's a new, a new constitutional right. They hope can be found somewhere um, in the general ether uh, of the constitution. Um, and that that's unfair. Also uh, they are working on legislation Um, to create foundations where you could give money to a foundation that supports state government. And then you'd get a 100% tax credit on your um, state taxes. Because charitable donations, you can still itemize. State and local taxes you pay, you can only itemize up to $10,000 per tax return. And so they're 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 working on this very complicated work around, and all that would kill it is the IRS saying that a charitable deduction has to be when you give money to charity that like your church didn't give you like a big screen TV in re- in return for this. Right. But with these workarounds that New York and California are trying uh it's not really a charity because they're giving you the deduction. Uh, on your state tax is equal to the amount you gave to the charity to support state government.
5: Yeah. So, so and, and, and so far, John, what I've seen, we're visiting with John Spry from the University of St. Thomas here on the King Banion show talking about tax conformity. And we're just talking about other states for a moment, because I had initially thought that, that Minnesota might look at that particular piece, because it has a fairly high rate of tax on high incomes and I thought and, and so I thought that this might be a, a value to a certain segment of the Minnesota population but um, I mean obviously with a Republican legislature we're not hearing anything like that but we we also haven't heard it from the from the DFL have we
2: I, I, I haven't heard any, anything about that um, it, it's really remarkable you think at some point in the legislative session, the governor would make a proposal as to what he wants to do? But that's just not uh, out there. So maybe I should do that. How would you like that?
5: Well, maybe you uh, what should. What should Minnesota do? Well, what that should Minnesota that, do. Well, that's well. All right, you've asked the question. Now answer it. What should Minnesota do? Um, well,
2: this gives us an This gives us an opportunity. Uh, if if our government is um, uh, able to get along the, the different branches to do things, and this isn't really the most ideological thing. This is trying to just do good tax policy that should be broadly acceptable to Republicans and Democrats. So that that's kind of what I'm going uh, for because it's divided government. Right. And so I think the first thing you could do is you could move where Minnesota starts, because um, uh, Minnesota, I think, starts with federal taxable income right now. Yes. And we could move from that to um, uh, federal adjust gross income, and that would give us actually a much broader base that would bring in more revenue in order to cut rates, because one of the things you got to remember is economically, in terms of our competitiveness on the personal income tax side, um, the federal uh, limit on state deductibility has the right. economic effect of a 40% hike in our state top tax rate. Wow. Wow. Right, because it used to be, and I was surprised when Governor Dayton was trying to get the nine point eight five percent tax rate. He never actually used any messaging that well. We can we can raise this rate, and because of federal deductibility, thirty nine point six, basically forty percent of it, for some of the top uh, uh, tax bracket people would be uh, picked up by the federal government as a as a As a tax deduction, well, now that that tax deduction is capped at ten thousand, this is a bigger like percentage hike in our um effective top rate of being in Minnesota compared to say Texas or Florida than the uh two thousand thirteen dayton tax hike. Right. I don't think a lot of people have picked up on that. Yeah. Um, yep. so, okay. so, whatever tax tax rate you thought we should have had with federal deductibility, I think it's hard to make the argument that that's the right tax rate to have now that there's this very strong cap on federal deductibility. So, if you if you start with federal taxable income, uh you have a narrow tax base. So, my first move would be to go to um Uh, Federal adjusted gross income. So on the personal side, you have a tax uh, base. Uh, Then you could have, uh, and you wouldn't, I think you'd have to do it across the board and try to do it uh, so it's sort of even across income groups. Um, Use the the revenue from the individual income tax to cut those rates. Yep. And then I might throw out a a bit of a surprise that I'm a little bit. I'll tell you what
5: i tell you what, we're going to do what's called in radio a tease. That surprise is going to wait till after this break. Uh, we'll throw that surprise at him then. Uh, we're visiting with John Spry, pro- professor of economics at uh, University of St. Thomas, uh, a, a tax expert here in Minnesota, trying to talk about the fact that the state of Minnesota doesn't seem to have as many good plans about tax conformity as it should. And so uh, Professor Spry is going to tell us uh, some better ideas coming up after this King Banyan Show, Business 1440. (laughs)
3: Attention, credit card holders. The secret that credit card companies don't want you to know is getting out. Thousands of people across the country are now settling their debts for a fraction of what they owe, thanks to National Debt Relief. The secret is that if you're struggling with or simply can't afford your monthly credit card payments, you now have the legal means to resolve your debt with your lenders, substantially reducing what you owe into one low monthly payment. You don't have to worry about bankruptcy or falling deeper into debt. You can now save thousands of dollars even tens of thousands, and be debt-free faster than you ever thought possible. There are no upfront fees, and satisfaction is guaranteed. If you're struggling with at least $10,000 in credit card debt, medical bills, private student loans, or personal loans, call National Debt Relief now for a free quote on how much of your debt can be reduced. Get this free, life-changing information now by dialing 800-506-2760. 800-506-2760. That's 800-506-2760. When
1: should you start collecting
3: your Social Security? How you answer this
1: question will be the difference in the success or failure of your retirement. Tune in to Money Matters with Alan and Mike this week. They'll be sharing Social Security tips with you, from the basics of the program to strategies to maximize your Social Security payments. Alan and Mike will help you sort out this important but often misunderstood part of your retirement income plan. Listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sunday on Business 1440, or call them at
6: 855-231-6010. You work hard to recruit the best talent for your business, so you understand how important benefits are. Today's candidates are looking for more than just insurance and retirement accounts. They want benefits they can use every day, and perks that help them achieve that all-important work-life balance. With Veridesk Standing Desk Solutions, you can create the healthy office culture they're looking for, where employees can move more throughout the day, so they're happier, healthier, and more productive. The new Veradesk ProDesk 60 Electric is the perfect way to create your active workspace. It's a commercial-grade electric standing desk that lets you sit or stand with the touch of a button, and it assembles in under five minutes with no need for professional installers or labor costs. The ProDesk 60 Electric ships for free. And thanks to our 30-day guarantee, if you don't love it, we'll pick it up for free. To learn how you can try the ProDesk 60 Electric in your office, visit varidesk.com radio. That's varidesk.com slash radio.
1: If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com.
5: Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for uh, listening today. We're visiting uh, with, um, I, I do consider him uh, at least one of, if not the premier tax expert uh, here in Minnesota, John Spry, professor of economics at the University of St. Thomas. And fortunately for me, good friend and who occasionally beats me up at golf, um, anyway john good to be good to be with you again and um just before we went to the break, we teased a surprise for you uh just to recap uh there is no bill c- so is there a bill running through the legislature right now? Is there anything out there um the The closest thing there is is
2: Steve Burkowski has a kind of a vision bill uh to replace income and business taxes and the sales tax, with a, what he calls the fair tax, and oh, they're actually getting a hearing on Thursday, um, but I think that's a non-starter with divided government. Yeah, but it is related to my idea.
5: All right. All right. So your first, your your first, and and you've tweeted into the the pound KBRS uh, Twitter feed if you're following using the search uh, search term pound KBRS. John has posted some. Uh, some example of what he was talking about in terms of moving how we tax from taxable income to adjusted gross income, because that's in a bill that's uh, apparently uh, working its way through the Iowa legislature right now, which is both reduce, you know, broaden the base by going to adjusted gross income, reduce the rate uh, to give some of that money back, but then John
2: oh, actually Iowa doesn't go to adjusted gross income; they go to federal taxable income, I'm suggesting Iowa's proposal could be even better if they went to adjusted gross income. Ah, okay. uh, I I misread that. Otherwise, they, they do a lot of things. Iowa still does what Minnesota used to do, which is let you deduct your federal taxes on your state taxes, and that's not the best tax policy for a variety of reasons. Um, it also makes your statutory rates look uh, abnormally thin. So they're okay. going to lower the, the tax, the top tax rate in Iowa under the Senate Republican majority planned in Iowa from, for example, 8.98% to 6.3% um, once they get their whole tax reform uh, phased in. And their corporate rate, which is 12%, Um, would drop to 7%. So those are some big tax rate changes in an important competitor and neighbor and friend, Iowa, just to the south of us. Um, And those are already introduced in their debating. uh, Are those good policies? I've made a suggestion. I think you could make that a little bit better by going to the broader tax base. Um, But here in Minnesota... The, the only thing I've seen is uh representative Gerkowski's uh, fair tax bill, yep. and, and so I will like I would like to drop my my surprise. I'm not even a hundred percent behind this. I'm like eighty ninety percent behind my my proposal, which is um, with the limits on uh deductibility uh, um, uh, Minnesota is getting hit with that. And that means our high personal income tax rates, we now have to sort of bear all the cost of that at the margin compared to having the federal government pick up uh, around 40% um, of that. So on the, the sales tax side, um, sales taxes were... An option you could deduct either your income or your sales tax under the old tax code that people are filling out for their 2017 taxes. The the tax reform keeps the tax deductibility of business taxes, both for corporate businesses, but also for uh, pass through businesses okay. like LLCs or, or S corporations. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, economically, not politically, but economically, economists have shown that unless you uh, do a poor design, a uh, value-added tax or a uh, VAT uh, uh, is economically equivalent to a retail sales tax. And in fact, our Canadians have some experience with um, their goods and services tax. Um, You could either, uh, if you designed it properly, say, okay, we're going to have all final consumer purchases of goods and services taxable, and you pay that as a consumer uh, at the cash register, or you could have a value-added tax, and it taxes the uh, purchase of goods and services in your state, and it's equivalent to a... Um, sales tax well a value-added tax is federally tax-deductible a sales tax is not so if you were willing to do a tax reform and say okay we will actually go to a better tax base than what we have with a sales tax where we have some things that are exempted and other things are not exempted um, as part of a tax reform Uh, You'd avoid the tax pyramiding that, for example, Governor Dayton got in some trouble with, uh, a poorly designed sales tax. And if you went to the legal instance, which economists don't think matter economically, uh, is on the business collecting it, but everybody knows you're still going to be paying the consumption tax. We're just going to call it uh, a goods and services tax instead of a sales tax. Um, at the uh, Home Depot, when you buy appliances uh, for your house, um, we could actually cut the tax burden on Minnesotans uh, by taking advantage of that kind of tax being federally uh, uh, tax deductible. Yep. If you have the business uh, uh, remit it, and so with all these complicated workarounds and. Uh, New York and California, some of which won't work. I'm a little surprised nobody has explored this idea. I know the political drawback is somebody will say, oh, somehow this goods and services tax like the Canadians have, uh, this will be on consumers. And I agree, it would be on consumers. But it would be to replace the current sales tax with a federally deductible tax and also would be a tax reform because it would be a broader base so you could get a lower rate.
5: Right. So, John...
2: That's the the other part that um, you'd have to have a legislature and governor that trust each other to try something like that.
5: So, John, here's two two thoughts, my first two thoughts, and you actually got the first one uh, already is, is is there any real difference between this and the uh, Canadian... uh, Because there are some provincial goods and services taxes... Uh, in Canada, and and those are so there is a, a model by which you can administer this when you've got interstate trade, right? Uh,
2: oh, oh, yeah, just 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 like um, yeah, just like the the sales tax is already border adjusted, so the tax is only on things that are sold in Minnesota. If you export right. something from Minnesota, already you don't have to pay Minnesota sales tax on right. what you shipped a customer sure. in Chicago. So, so yeah, all right there's, there's a mod, there's a model uh for how you could
5: do this. All right, so the second the second issue and the one is more of a political one. Um, we exempt currently both food and clothing and uh, from our sales tax and so that has been an argument in the past and I know you've studied this and I want you to basically repeat something you've already that I already know you know. Uh it, it, you know, we exempt those two things and so the thought is that the Minnesota sales tax is somehow more progressive than the usual sales tax because it exempts these basic necessities that that the poor buy as well as the rich. Um, if does your does this proposal mean that we would be taxing food and clothing? And if so, is it more regressive than than the current sales tax? Well, we already we already tax food and
2: clothing. Uh, through a bunch of hidden business taxes, like our corporate tax is, uh, based on sales in Minnesota. So this is one thing that I don't think, um, like the reporters or the politicians in the state completely realize when people voted to raise corporate taxes in the past, that's pretty directly, uh, a tax on things you buy in Minnesota, according to line 14 of the tax form. So, um, uh, Uh, With respect to clothing, actually, exempting clothing from the sales tax has a very marginal effect of making our sales tax more regressive than if we didn't exclude clothing. Um, Food, it's the other way. Um, However, uh, lots of economists, Bill Fox from Tennessee, who's one of the leading experts on uh, consumption taxes, has pointed out – the much better way if you want to protect lower income people from the burden of a sales tax on food you buy to eat at home is you have the goods and services tax. And then as part of your tax reform, you would expand um, some form of working family or earned income tax credit or create an, another low income tax credit uh, to basically offer a prebate. Of this is what you're going to pay on sales tax on food and clothing, and if you're low-income, you're going to get it back on your individual income tax as a refundable yeah. tax credit. Yeah, see, so that, that's actually right. really uh, easy to overcome, and it's, it's actually very inefficient uh, to uh, say to the middle-class and high-income people, we're going to try to change what purchases you make with our sales tax. Policy that just results in people making bad decisions for tax reasons, right. not for common sense reasons. Yeah.
5: So, so you would so support I, the prebate?
2: Yeah, I. I and yeah, in order to get the deal, and again, I'm, I'm thinking of something that you could get yeah. uh, a liberal Democrat and a conservative Republican to agree on. Um. And so that's one of the things I think a, you uh, maybe a more conservative person might not want that. Uh, a refundable tax credit uh, on the taxes, but that would have to be, I think, part of the compromise with a Dayton administration. Um, and so, it's kind of exciting. I mean, it's kind of exciting looking at what Iowa is doing. Iowa is also looking, besides getting rid of a really big deduction on their taxes uh, for federal tax payments, with um, really cracking down on all the little pet tax credits that accumulate in the tax yeah. code when somebody yeah. wants to. And you, you've been in the legislature. Lawmakers mm-hmm. like saying they created a uh, tax credit for something really narrow, like new farmers. I mean, who could be opposed to new farmers? <laughs> no, no not me. America. Yeah, well, we all love new yeah. farmers, but now our tax code gets, I'm not making this up, because there's this little itty-bitty, teeny spatial provision for new farmers that may, may only affect a couple hundred people, but somebody loves putting it on their campaign literature. Yeah. And so in Iowa, just like Minnesota, they have a tax code that is currently cluttered with a bunch of spatial carve-outs and favors. And, and as part of Getting their rate reductions, they are really aggressively targeting uh, tax credits for elimination. There they also, go. and I think this is a good policy, not doing everything in one year. In terms of the rate reductions, yeah. they are phasing. Mm-hmm. They are phasing things in. So I, I think at a minimum, what Minnesota should do is, for the most part, conform with the federal taxes. And if we could just switch to starting with the broader federal tax base of adjustable gross income, that could allow us to have across-the-board tax rate reductions and have a more efficient and more competitive tax code. Because right now, our tax rate is within a percentage point of Iowa's on the personal income tax side. But that's not going to be uh, where we end up um, by the end of the year if we don't have some level of tax reform. So it can't be as good as maybe as I would want, but there there are some things that can be done that should be appealing to a theoretical liberal Democrat and conservative Republican.
5: Great. John, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for your time today. Appreciate it. And I hope somebody's listening who can do something about this. Um, I mean, the most distressing thing you've told us is that there isn't, there, there, save for the fair tax bill, which will, which I'm interested that it got a hearing, but I doubt it can go anywhere. Uh, Right now, there doesn't seem to be any attempt to try to. Try to uh, figure out how state taxes have been impacted by the change in the federal tax code. John, I, so hope much. Somebody, I,
2: I hope somebody's trying to figure that out. My guess is uh, there's a tendency, as you know, in the legislature to try to wait until like the last week to do stuff. Yep. And I'm afraid yep. that's well, where we're headed.
5: But the first deadline for a tax bill, for, for any tax bill, uh, the first deadline's in two weeks. So they've got precious little time to get this thing done. Uh, John, thanks so much for being with us. We'll be back after this. You're listening to the Banyan Show on Business 1440.
7: Oh, yeah, yeah, why don't you? You're trusting me in all.
2: New to Business 1440, a special program airing every Saturday at 11 a.m. It's called Not Your Average Joe. It's hosted by Dennis Davis, a 16-year veteran of service in the U.S. Navy and the Air Force Reserve. This weekly program highlights the personal stories of veterans, their challenges in and out of service, and the values they bring to our society, such as honor, courage, and selfless service. So invite a friend and tune in.
0: Not Your Average Joe, every Saturday at 11, right here on Business 1440, part of the Wall Street Business Network.
8: Can't make heads or tails of today's crazy markets? Tune in to Investing for Success every weekday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Business 1440, the
1: Wall Street Business Network, and we will shed some light on investing and how you can get clarity in your investments. Join us for Nepsis Capital Management's Investing for
2: Success, where Wall Street and Main Street meet every day from 4 to 5 p.m. on Business 1440, the Wall Street Business Network.
9: Hey, folks, I'm David Mitchell, founder and CEO of Tradeway. Over a decade ago, I decided to start a company that could help families take control of their finances and, more importantly, their time. We offer you a powerful education in how to trade in the stock market, providing you the skill sets you need to manage your financial manager and speak his language or even cut out the middleman entirely and do it yourself. My mission was to put more money in the hands of good Christian people to impact this country and the rest of the world. Since that time, I've seen Tradeway grow from a small business started in a garage with my family to an education company which now employs more than 20 families and has educated nearly 20,000 people from all across the country. God has truly blessed this mission. It's been exciting to see the Tradeway family grow through the years. At this point, people attend our events not only to hear about the stock market, but to fellowship with other families and even to strengthen their walk with the Lord. The Tradeway community is unlike anything I've ever seen in my business career or even in my ministries. With Tradeway, you not only get a powerful system for trading as a business, but you get the kind of hands-on support, ongoing development, and personal community that is required to propel you forward in this journey, and we help you to do that one step at a time. I want to personally invite you to join us at our next event called Step 1, Start Your Journey, April 3rd. 13th and 14th. The event will be hosted by David Huber Sr. and his son Dave Huber. These two guys are a powerful team with many years of trading experience, and they are exciting presenters as well. And Dave is my son in law who helped start the company. Join us and bring your family. Coming to the Sheraton, St. Paul, Woodbury, April 13th and 14th. Only $99.95 for your entire household, plus a free ticket for a friend and a full money back guarantee. To register,
0: call 877 907 Trade. That's eight seven seven nine zero seven eight seven two three, or go to tradeway.com That's tradeway.com
5: Welcome back, King Daniel Show Business fourteen forty. Thank you to uh, Mm -hmm. University of St. Thomas, Professor John Spry, for another proposal. Um, Very different proposal. Um, Worth thinking about, but um, I have some concern that uh, the legislature is perhaps getting uh, too deep into its calendar without having given enough thought to what happens to our 2019 taxes. Because when they adjourn in... uh, when they adjourn, they're going to adjourn for uh, uh, quite. They're going to adjourn until next, until next, uh, next year, and it'll be too late to fix taxes then, particularly with a new legislature and a governor in 2019. So, get on the stick, guys. Let's get let's get something passed. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Let me turn back to the trade the trade issues, and and again, I. The steel and aluminum piece, to me, is not going to be as big a deal. I really believe the Holman Jenkins piece in this morning's Wall Street Journal characterizes this exactly right. The bigger issue, the issue that's out there, and the issue that I, I believe President Trump ran on and won on, vis-a-vis trade, was China, and you know, which has some strange trade practices not necessarily with regard to um with, with to, to to steel and aluminum but to other things as well but before i get to those and i might have to wait to give you those for 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 the next break it's worth hearing how someone some other folks did this been mentioned several times in the last week president bush he imposed steel tariffs in 2002 had to withdraw them by 2003 under pressure from the international community and uh, and the WTO, he had to pull those back. Try you know, he could go to he he could go to the, to uh, the steel interests and say, "Hey, I tried. I did the best I could, but it's not going to work out." Here's a case where it was different, entirely different. In 1985, there was a the, the International Trade Commission. Recommended quotas uh, for uh, quotas for shoes for importing shoes in 1985. 72 percent of the U.S. shoe market, okay, far greater than the amount of foreign imports in steel or aluminum. 71 percent of the shoe market in 1984 were imported, and then up to 77 percent. In 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 the first half of 1985, so in, I'm reading an article from the L.A. Times on June 13th. The ITC says to President Reagan, hey, we think you should impose uh, shoe imports. He said no. And in his weekly radio address of August 31 of that year, he tells us why. Let's play cut two, please.
4: Advocates of protectionism often ignore its huge hidden costs that far outweigh any temporary benefits. The Council of Economic Advisers estimate that the quotas on shoe imports that I turned down would have cost the American consumer nearly $3 billion, and there are other costs. Quotas would have entitled our trading partners to another $2 billion in compensation, or they would have retaliated, slapping quotas or tariffs on the products we sell to them that would mean an immediate loss of american jobs and a dangerous step down the road to a trade war also if our trading partners can't sell their products here they can't afford to buy our exports and that means more lost jobs for americans
5: so so he makes the case for trade just as we did he he said no in this particular case and and let him expl- and and he actually then explains why that 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 in fact it's not good for the shoe industry he says for us to impose this protection cut three
4: protectionism almost always ends up making the protected industry weaker and less able to compete against foreign imports between 1977 and 1981 u.s. footwear manufacturers received protection from foreign imports but at the end of that time they were more vulnerable to foreign competition than before instead of protectionism We should call it destructionism. It destroys jobs, weakens our industries, harms exports, costs billions of dollars to consumers, and damages our overall economy.
5: Think about the two ways in which the steel industry could be improved, right? One way is we'll put up tariffs to to force the price of steel up so that they can hire more workers, they can get better prices for their products. That lasts as long as as the tariffs last. Do you think they will last forever? I sure don't. But what are they not doing when they do that? They're not investing in making their their companies more productive. Back to that point we were making in the previous hour. We want these companies to be more productive. By putting these protections in place, we're guaranteeing that there will not be additional investment in making making steel and aluminum more productively in the United States so when those tariffs are removed, as they eventually will be, those those companies will be even more vulnerable than they are before let's turn to let's t- turn to the other point which is that but there's this unfair trade happening and 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 President Reagan addresses that too cut 4 of course free
4: trade also means fair trade we will move vigorously against unfair trading practices using every legal recourse available to give american manufacturers a fair shake at home and open markets abroad The balance of trade has become a very emotional issue. Some claim our trade deficit has cost us millions of jobs. Congress is awash in bills calling for trade sanctions and retaliation. But look at the facts. In 1980, we had a trade surplus, and about 99 million Americans had jobs. Today, we have a trade deficit, and almost 107 million Americans are working. Despite a growing trade deficit, we've gained over 7.5 million new jobs since 1980.
5: How many million more jobs have we gained just in the last 16 months or 14 months of the, of the Trump administration? At the same time, the trade deficit widens to the point where now he's in placing, placing tariffs on steel and aluminum. It really doesn't make much sense. Reagan makes a really good point. But he's been the exception, by and large. Republicans have often been the, the, the source of, of these types of protections. Let me remind you, the infamous Smoot and Hawley were two Republicans. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
0: I beat China all the time.
8: Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. When I named this company after Madison, it was a vow on my part to create a company that she would be proud of, that does hair color right and gives women what they deserve. We believe in beautiful, naturally healthy-looking hair, and that all women can achieve that. Experience beautiful, multidimensional, ammonia-free, salon-quality, at-home hair color for under $25. We believe confident is the new beautiful. So we've done our job if you feel on top of the world unstoppable with your new hair color. Join the hundreds of thousands of women who have tried and loved Madison Reed, Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code GREATHAIR123. That's code GREATHAIR123. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. This is Jerry
1: Boyer of Town Hall Finance for townhall.com. The investor who bet on PayPal, bet on Facebook, and bet on Trump is now betting against Silicon Valley. I'm talking about Peter Thiel, and his announcement that he's leaving the valley for Los Angeles. For years, Teal has been ahead of the curve when it comes to investing and culture, and now he's signaling possible trouble for Silicon Valley. Teal's leaving because, in his words, Silicon Valley has gone from just liberal to a one-party state. They were always left-wing. Now they're so radical that it's hurt their ability to produce successful companies. A city built on the principles of innovation and openness has sheltered itself from dissent. If they're not open to new ideas, they can't innovate. And if they can't innovate, smart investors and entrepreneurs find the places that can. I'm Jerry Boyer.
3: The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus.
4: You know, I want to tell you the best argument I've ever heard for free trade. And this comes from Henry George. He wrote once, it's a very interesting thing. In time of war, we blockade our enemies... In order to prevent them from getting goods from us, in time of peace, we do to ourselves by tariffs what we do to our enemy in time of war.
5: <laughs> Isn't that a marvelous way of putting it? I think well, it's Welcome back, King Bang's Show. Oh, D. What? That, of course, the, uh, sound of, uh, Milton Friedman, the late. Six, five, one, two, eight, nine, four, four, seven, seven. If you got a last minute comment, last segment of the King Banyan show here, uh, he makes the he makes the point we 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 do we do it to ourselves and we are doing it to ourselves doesn't mean it doesn't mean that we shouldn't do something right so this you if you have not followed this story between qualcomm and broadcom i that's referenced in the in the holman jenkins article that i've used as a motivator for some of what we've done today um I, i encourage you to to look at that that is an important deal, and the reason why it's it's interesting is is to think about the fact that 5 g technology may end up being developed first uh, by the chinese and there while i'm not convinced there's a there's an issue with steel or aluminum, you could convince me that there's a national security imperative for why we have to be a player in some ways in terms of communication the Chinese government has shown a real interest in being able to listen to conversations from other folks. There's a piece in the paper. I don't have it in front of me, but there was a piece where where around where the, the new Olympics, the, the next Olympics will happen in China. They've been installing security cameras and, and listening and so on in a way that, that, that frankly sounds very 1984 ish. Uh and, and you know, you see the, that the Chinese government is now doing away with term limits, so President Xi can probably remain President Qi for as long as he wishes to be. Uh, those are things that are rightly concerning, and I think that I think that point is important. But I don't think I don't think it's it turns on steel or aluminum. I think that story that's a much weaker story. But watch this thing between Qualcomm and Broadcom, and uh, right, which is in, in the short of it is, Broadcom has a hostile takeover bid. Wanted to have a shareholder meeting that was scheduled for Tuesday. Qualcomm has gotten the Justice Department to make a to say you can't have your shareholder meeting for three days. This is highly unusual. And, and in almost any other week, it would be on your first page of your of your newspaper tomorrow. What the heck happened? That a shareholder meeting got delayed by the Justice Department it probably won 't show up because of everything else that's happened but uh, I think that's I, I think that's the that 's a story that uh, that will have to be discussed further and i don't don 't have enough remaining time to tell you much about it but but it 's worth thinking about should we be concerned in this economy about steel or aluminum or should we be concerned about communications? and in and, and IT, and whether or not there, there are proper uh, trade practices happening in that area. I believe I believe those, in fact, are the ones that we should worry about. Before I go, let me give you one more reminder, okay? Um, there's going to be more news coming up on Monday. You're going to want to go on Monday to AM1280, the Patriots, slash, Overtime2018. Overtime is going to be Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher together to do a discussion like they like those guys do they'll, they'll they'll talk smart from the stage eventually and you can go just see that there's a dinner beforehand and there's always right at all of these things there's an opportunity to have dinner with with either uh, Hugh or mike and those will be fine and fun things but this time around there's a table for the Narn. you could be there for that you could you could get in to do that to, uh uh coming up coming up in a few weeks it's April 29th at the Minneapolis Marriott Southwest you should be there for that listen to uh, Mitch Berg today at 1pm on AM 1280 The Patriot for more thank you so much for listening today remember the leadoff hitter gets the most at bats here from the King Banyan Show on Business 1440 <laughs>
7: Webster's Dictionary defines a meeting as a gathering of people for a particular purpose, such as to talk about business. No matter how big or small your meeting is, WNAV Audiovisual can help because at WNAV Audiovisual, your meeting is our business. Hi, I'm Mark Stoman, president of WNAV Audiovisual. Today, over 26 million meetings will take place in the United States. In today's fast-paced world, meetings are essential to keep people connected. In today's fast-paced world, you have to get business done now. Whether your meeting is in a conference room, auditorium, ballroom, or sanctuary, WNAV can provide you with audiovisual equipment and expertise quickly, smoothly, and efficiently. And we've been serving Minnesota since 1983. Learn more about what WNAV's technicians can do for you online at wnav video.com. That's wnav video.com. WNAV audiovisual, where your meeting is our business.
4: Life is expensive. Having a second income now and through retirement will allow you to live life the way you want and avoid being married to your job. In just a few hours a week, you can learn the skills to profit from trading and investing by using our proven rules-based strategy at Online Trading Academy. We focus on low-risk, high-reward trades that mirror the tools Wall Street uses to make that second-cent income so you never outlive your retirement dollars while providing you life's most precious asset, time. Let's get you on a path to financial freedom, allowing you to live the life you've always dreamed of. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at learnwithota.com. Again, that's learnwithota.com.
0: Online Trading Academy Radio. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440.